Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 477, air date November 6, 2019. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Today, I'm going to teach you the nine elements of every system in the universe, including your body or, for that matter, any system. You know, I've used the word system a lot. You hear the word being used by pretty much everyone in the world. The system is rigged or the healthcare system, or the transportation system, or the biological system, but rarely are you really uh, taught in a very simple way what a system is and what are the elements of the system. So in the next few minutes, I'm going to teach you the nine elements of all systems, how these nine elements interconnect, and how they actually work in a very practical way, not only in your life, but also to give you a perspective on how to understand and look at pretty much any system in the world, For that, in fact, every system in the world. And the reason this is important is that um, uh, once you understand these principles, you can actually start figuring out uh, the real problem in a situation and what the real solution is and then how you actually go about fighting to implement it. So um, it's going to be uh, a, a video that I hope is really going to stay with you for a long time. It's a skill that you're going to learn. So I'm very excited to share this with you. So let's begin. So first of all, uh, I'm going to start with the five elements of every basic system in the world. And then we're going to go into the four additional elements which make it what I call an intelligent system. And by the way, uh, there's a book I have called System and Revolution. Uh, here's a copy of it. Uh, you can get it uh, online or uh, uh, when the video ends or be ways that you can order, but it gives you the fundamentals of all systems in the universe, but it also teaches you uh, what changes and what revolution is from the standpoint of system thinking. So let's begin. So every system has one fundamental element called an input. The input is what comes into a system which I'm going to represent here by this. Initially is this dotted line, and you'll see why I'm putting a dotted line on it shortly. So stuff comes into a system, and what comes out of a system is what's called the output. Okay, that's the second element. The third element of every system, and this now I'm going to make this darker and shade it in with the or bolded here, the thick line, is the structure or the storage element. I'm going to use the word storage and structure interchangeably, or structure. So what do I mean by that? The storage or structure is a thing in which uh, the system itself is contained in. So if you think about it, if you made oatmeal this morning, the stuff that you put in are the ingredients. The bowl that you put it into is the storage element of those ingredients. It's the thing that provides structure and when you're done, you empty the bowl to get the output, uh, which is probably a, hopefully a nice, warm, delicious bowl of oatmeal. One of the important uh, uh, other elements of a system, there's two other elements um, in, in the basic system, is the aspect of transport. We call this transport. So this is the aspect of stuff coming in and stuff going out both transport. By the way, a system's inputs can be matter, which is physical objects, you know, can be information like bits and bytes, or can be energy like magnetic 
um, or electricity, that, those kind of things. So the input comes in, it gets transported through the system and it goes out and it's contained in a structure. Now the fifth element of every basic system is what I like to call the conversion element. And I'm putting it in this form because the stuff that comes in can undergo conversion. Okay? Think of that line a little bit there. So there you go. Those are the five elements of every basic system. Input, output, it's contained within a structure. You have the aspect of motion, of things moving through that system, and conversion. So let's go back to the oatmeal example. You have your input, which could be your, oat, your oats, water, uh, maybe you even add some walnuts or some brown sugar. And then the conversion element of that system is the fire, the heat that you put in. And that heat converts that raw ingredients, you know, based on how much water and ingredients you put in, uh, into something more gooey, something more cooked. The transport element is as you stir the oatmeal uh, to get some consistency. And then the storage and the structure element, as I mentioned, is a bowl. Again, there's five elements when you make oatmeal. Uh, very, very simple. Input, output, transport, the aspect of motion, moving through, conversion, the aspect of converting one form to another, and storage and structure. By the way, you can think about this on your own simple laptop. The input is a keyboard, the output is a display, the transport is the central processing unit, which converts the stuff that you type in. You put one plus one, you get a two out of it. The structure and the storage is the memory, for example. Uh, if you have the, a hard drive or um, you know, if you put in a USB drive, but it's quite fascinating. You can apply this to an oatmeal, you can apply it to even, a, uh, you know, even your computer. So those are the five elements of all systems. Now, what I just drew for you is actually called an open system different than what we'll get to shortly called an intelligent system. An open system, um, another example of it is, you know, we have the lights here, I turn on the electricity, the input comes in, the electricity flows in, as the electricity flows in, it's transported to the light bulb, the light bulb converts that electricity into, you know, light energy, so you get, the output is light, and it's stored within that encasing of that bulb, alright? Um, so that's a open system because you're simply sending it an input and you get an output. Another example of an open system would be your water faucet. Um, if you took a shower um, um, earlier this morning, you, you rotate, which is some rotation on that valve, which is the input. That then allows a flow of water through the valves, which, can, which before were closed, and you get the output. And the water, you know, was uh, initially, uh, if, you, if you're in your shower, it's contained in that shower, okay? So there you go. So these are open systems. Um, and we'll talk about, uh, from a, a, a bigger, you know, sort of political standpoint, one could argue that those in power actually want open systems. They want to send you an input. They want you to simply provide an output. So, for example, advertisers, that's what they want. They love open systems. They put a picture of some delicious McDonald's hamburger out there. It goes into your sensory um, neurons, etc., into your brain. You convert that experience of that uh, burger maybe to something you remember when you were a kid that was a very pleasant experience, and you run out 
to go get that, and that um, you know, and and that information you know is all coming to you through the television or w whatever medium. So that's uh, open systems. Now let's go to something that I think is much more important for you to understand. It's called intelligent systems. And once you understand this, you can actually start understanding in a very different way what is intelligence, what is artificial intelligence, and how this relates to you and pretty much every other system in the universe. And you can also decide whether you want to be an open system, getting inputs and reacting and giving output, or whether you want to be an intelligent system. So the important thing is these are five elements, input, output, transport, conversion, and storage. Intelligent systems have four additional elements, and, and these elements are critical to, make, to essentially creating intelligence. So what is the most important aspect of an intelligent system is what I like to call a goal. Okay? The goal, if you don't have a goal, uh, or if a, even a man-made system doesn't have a goal, it's not an intelligent system. So things begin with a goal. And the aspect of intelligence is you set a goal. Let's say you have a goal for yourself. I want to graduate from college or I want to lose weight. It's a big goal in, in this culture. Everyone wants to lose weight. So if your goal is to lose weight, um, you will measure, uh, are you achieving your goal? Let's say you're 250 pounds and you want to get down to 150. So you want to lose 50 pounds you'll typically use some type of device to measure are you achieving your goal. So one of the critical things of intelligent systems, there's a concept called feedback. Some people call intelligent systems feedback systems. So in this process, you would take the output and you would feed it back. And by the way, this is the second element of an intelligent system. It's called a sensor. So in the case of wanting to lose weight, you want to go from 200 to 150 pounds, you would use a weight scale to actually measure what your actual output was, and then this would come back to you, and, and this would go into a very important, the, third element of intelligent systems, or if you want to think about it, the eighth element of these systems, is a controller. Okay? So what happens is you set a goal, I want to lose 50 pounds, you actually look at the actual output, which you're measuring through a sensor, the actual weight scale, and this sensor um, feeds back the actual output back to your brain, you know, which is known as a controller. So you have a central processing unit within you, hopefully we all do, and that controller is making a decision. Hey, my initial goal, I'm at uh, 200 pounds, and the weight scale is saying I'm actually at 210 pounds. Let's say you actually had a big meal, and so you actually put on weight, so you're not achieving your goal. So what your controller would make a decision to say, I need to make some adjustments. I need to change the inputs into my system. So the controller would say, I need to not only lose 10 pounds, which I thought, but I need to actually lose minus 60 pounds. And it would send a signal, um, a decision it gets made here. So controller's responsible for making decisions. And the decision it would make here is perhaps to go on a fast. That could be an input.
okay? You say, I'm gonna go on a 30-day fast, or I'm gonna reduce my caloric intake for 30 days. And so um, that means the input into your system, you're gonna change significantly. You may also decide to maybe exercise. Um, and what this will do, or you may decide to add some spices to your foods, and what this will do is affect the transport aspect of you, which is you're moving more, your digestion may improve, and your storage aspect in this case is your physical body, your bones and your fat, and you're gonna affect those changes. And then you'll get a new output. Let's say after this, your weight actually goes down to you know 160 pounds, right? And your goal was 200. So what are you, you're now 40 pounds away. So clearly, um, I'm sorry, your goal was um, 150, your goal was 150, you currently were at 200. So you say, wow, I'm doing pretty good. And so you may continue this path, okay? So you may continue this path, you may um, eat just salads all day, and you find out as you do this, now you're down to 140, okay? Your goal was 150, you've actually gone down. So you may say, whoa, I'm losing a lot of weight, let me start putting some more protein, some more uh, healthy fats, and you bring back your weight and finally you get up to 150, okay? Now the point I'm making here is that this entire process, if you were to graph it over here, if I were to graph your weight here over time, your goal here, let's say was 150 pounds. You started, let's say, at over here at around maybe 200 pounds, and then you actually went up, as we saw, then you came down, um, you went below your uh, number, um, and then you came to your point. The point is, when you look at this graph here, um, and you may, you know, go up a little bit, and you may come down, etc. The point here is, in intelligent systems, you set a goal, and your controller, which is used, making constant decisions based on the sensor that it's observing, and it's affecting transport, conversion, and storage. These are elements within your body, and you can affect your transport element, your conversion element, which could involve digestion, your storage and your structural elements, which could involve fat storage, as you make these decisions. This is just a simple example of this. Um, an airplane is another interesting example to think about. An airplane sets a goal to go from Boston to San Francisco. And I don't know if you guys know this, but an airplane is always 99% off course, meaning the autopilot. And the airplane is constantly uh, looking at, oh, I'm, uh, you know, there, maybe there was a wind, and it's constantly making corrections. The controller makes corrections to different aspects of the plane's uh, input, which could mean the speed, um, the, the wing, uh, you know, uh, uh, arc, etc. And all of these things are affecting this process. But the goal of intelligent systems is to achieve their goal. Okay, and so if you notice, I've talked about eight of the nine elements. I probably and you can put this anywhere, frankly. But I'm going to call it the disturbance. All right, and just to review again, we have the input, output, transport, conversion, storage. This is the aspect of you uh, within the open system. When you want intelligence, intelligence occurs when you set a goal and you observe the output using a sensor and then you make decisions, okay? You have to have a goal, you have to have the ability to observe what's actually going on, not what you think is going on, then you're making decisions using a controller. 
But the ninth element of all systems is also called a disturbance. And disturbances are interesting because you may have a goal, but you may have disturbance in your life. So for example, you want to go from um, you know, your 200 pounds down to 150, well guess what, you may have some friends who really like partying a lot, they like going and getting wasted on Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays, drinking a lot of beer. That's one type of disturbance. You may not be able to find where you live good produce. That's another kind of disturbance. These disturbances occur and what typically uh, intelligence is, is how to avoid these disturbances, how to overcome these disturbances to achieve your goal. So again, let me just summarize. The goal of intelligence systems is, is to achieve their goal and they have a, a number of important elements to be able to do that. Uh, we have a, a thermostat over there and I give this example in the book and you can see it also online. A thermostat, um, to give you another goal and we'll wrap this up because I think you've probably gotten it here. Let's say the, the thermostat's goal is I want to hit 70 degrees. Okay, so I'm going to keep the graph here. So my goal is let's say 70. And in a thermostat system, um, what's really important is where you place the actual uh, temperature, right? So the thermostat system, the uh, in the basement, for example, I may have a hot water heater, okay? I'm going to put the hot water heater, which is storing hot water. This, um, in fact, I'm going to put it over here, okay? So let's say the hot water heater is here. And this hot water heater stores water. If I want to hit 70 degrees, and let's say when I start, the room temperature were actually here at this point here, okay? Let's say we're at 65 degrees. The hot water conversion process takes place maybe by some heat I send in, more heat goes in to the furnace, so I get more uh, hot water coming out. And now the temperature, let's say, may go up to, you know, 68 degrees here, okay? So now I'm at 68, and the controller would say, please continue to let more hot water in. And this may, let's say, go to now 72 degrees, okay? And at that point, we would shut off the hot water. The control would say, stop giving me hot water. And then the temperature may drop down to 69 degrees, in which case we'll send more hot water, so it went to 69. And then eventually, we may hit our goal of 70 degrees. Attempting to modulate around that goal. So one of the key principles that you learn when you look at this, and by the way, if you want to look at disturbance, a disturbance could occur if I put the thermometer, which is the sensor here, let's say that thermometer was near the window and I left the window open in the winter. Well, what would happen is that would be a disturbance because a room would actually, it would be getting the wrong temperature. That would actually be much cooler than what is actually going on. So in, disturb, in, in case of a disturbance like that, either you can move the thermometer to, the, to a different part of the room to capture a much better understanding of the room or you close the window. So this is basically what's called control system. Uh, understand this, take a multi-year course at some engineering school, but you basically learn what a control system is in the last few minutes. So anyway, this is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I just want to let you know that these are the nine elements of any intelligence system. 
Um, I'm going to do a series of these lectures so you can really understand what a system is. But the most important thing you need to take away from this is not only these nine elements, but intelligence is not about simply setting a goal and then waiting for things to happen. Intelligence is you set a goal and you have to commit to that goal. What this graph here teaches you is about commitment. It's not about perfection because the reality is we're never fully ever on target. But the idea is, are we committed to making changes in the midst of disturbances so we achieve our goal? Look, uh, if you want to uh, get in great shape or you want to uh, achieve a certain diet, it's hard to assume you're going to do it right every day. And it's okay to forgive yourself. In a system like this, you, the system understands that you're not going to be perfect. But the goal is, are you going to iterate one other time and one more time? And are you willing to make constant changes? And that is what intelligence is about. It's not about perfection. It's really about commitment. Anyway, this is Dr. Shiva Ayodhuri. By the way, uh, this will be on YouTube um, shortly. You can sign up to my, uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at VA underscore Shiva. There's a Facebook group uh, called Truth, Freedom, and Health. You can join. It's a private Facebook group, and there's also a Facebook page. Check us out on Instagram. And by the way, um, this is a very nice book to read. I've consolidated probably 40 years of experience in the system and revolution. You can pick it up online. And by the way, I'm also running, as you know, for U.S. Senate. It's rare that a scientist and an inventor and a fighter all come together, uh, but I, I am doing that. And my goal is to uh, teach not only those in, in Congress and the Senate these principles, but also to teach you. And the fundamental goal here is we can really solve problems by identifying, you know, we can, we can figure out real solutions by focusing on the problems and systems thinking is a way to do that. So I'm going to teach you this because um, I want to create more citizen scientists, citizen innovators, and citizen fighters. Anyway, thank you. This is Dr. Shiva Ayodhuri.